Welcome everyone to episode 465 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Corey. Today, I'm going to be talking about Paper Mario, the Origami King. It was between that and the uh, Ghosts of Tsushima that Corey and Will are playing. And Tito is also going to be on for the episode. Oh, nice. No one's really played enough of it. I'm, I'm sure Tito's played a lot, but I wanted to have as many people on as possible. So that's most likely going to be next week's episode. Uh, so we're talking about Paper Mario, the Origami King. This episode, Corey, do you have anything you want to tease? Anything you've been playing uh, since we last talked to you? Uh, you know, I think probably the entirety of this year, all I've really been playing is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, but just this week I did, as you mentioned, pick up Ghost of Tsushima so I can give some initial thoughts on that. And I also played a little Persona 5. Very nice. Yeah, uh, Will's uh, going to be excited to hear this segment because he's he's been dying to hear your thoughts. So um, nice. Yeah, I actually started a new game, too. Uh, I also played some Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I'm still playing Animal Crossing. Uh, I don't know that I'll talk. We'll probably talk a little uh, Assassin's Creed, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know that I'll talk any Animal Crossing, but I did start a new game. I started playing a plague, a plague's tale innocence. It's on uh, on uh, Xbox Game Pass. So. Uh, since I finished Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I was looking for a new game to play. So that's uh, randomly. That's the one I chose. I don't I don't I I can't even really define like and I also have my newborn with me uh, just for a little <laughs> bit till his till uh, mama's available. She's indisposed at the moment, so uh, she's going to come get him. So if you hear the baby fussing, I apologize, but it's got to happen. So but yeah. Uh, I, I don't even know what led me to pick that. It just I, I got on Xbox Game Pass and I was like, I'm going to see if a Plague's Tale Innocence is on it. And it was. And I was like, sweet. I, I, I don't know what influenced that. I, I still can't figure that out. But I also haven't slept much in the past two weeks. So nice. It's just, you know, one of those. things. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, but yeah, Paper Mario. Um, Are you breastfeeding now? Uh, if I could, I would. <laughs> if I could be, I would be right now. No, so Paper Mario the Origami King, obviously that's the, you know, the newest entry in the Paper Mario franchise. It gets away a little bit from the previous Paper Mario games in that it, uh, the battle system has changed a little bit. I don't know if you, did you play any Sticker Star or or Color Splash, Corey? A little bit of both. Okay. Very Um, little bit. Yeah, I played a fair amount of Sticker Star and uh, just a little bit of Color Splash. We have Color Splash, actually. Um, And I've watched a lot of it in YouTube. Yep, there he goes. Um, so I'm more familiar with like watching that one than actually actually playing it. There's a lot of similarities, but Paper Mario's battle system is the thing that, or Paper Mario the Origami, um, Origami King's battle system is the thing that differentiates it. Uh, instead of using the stickers that you have to do your attacks, the the enemies are on like a circular grid and it's all jumbled up, and you have to line them up and clump them together as you start the battle to make hmm. it easier to, to attack. And then you have hammer attacks and you have jump attacks uh, that, that you use. The jump attacks will attack in a line on the circular grid. And uh, if you can get them in, a, in a, like a four space right near you, use that's what you use your hammer attacks on. Oh, his binky just went flying. So that's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's how that's the, the primary difference. Obviously, um, it's, it's definitely more like color splash than sticker star. Uh, yeah. The difference being, obviously, you, you're not painting things, but. So the story is in, in Paper Mario Color, Paper Mario the Origami King is that there's uh, a cult that forms of like three dimensional paper characters um, that kind of take take things over. Uh, even peaches, uh, the an origami peaches is, is like, a you know, a, a, a origami cult, for lack of a better word. 
Hmm. Um, and then all the uh, like a lot of the enemies are, you know, or, or origami enemies. So they're, you know, they kind of take over based on this uh, this new origami character called King Ali, I believe his name is. But luckily, you you have the aid of his sister, uh, who, Olivia, I think Olivia, that's what it is. Uh, so she's kind of your guide and, and your your hint thing. Um, but at its core, ba- Paper Mario is essentially a puzzle game. So a large part of what you're doing in the game is is solving the various puzzles. The replacement of the paint mechanic uh, from Paper Mario Origami King. Uh, the baby's name is Manning, Dito, <laughs> or Manny, as we like to call him sometimes. Yeah, my wife is uh, is is busy at, at the moment with the kids upstairs. So she's I had to bring him down for the for the podcast. Um, oh, uh, I just want to say for any first time listeners, we know that having a baby on a podcast yeah. <laughs> is not ideal, <laughs> but this is just what you get with the Thumbs yeah, to podcast. Sometimes so. it happens. We're on four, episode 465. I'm sure we've done this before. I'm sure I've had one of my kids that I was holding before when we were recording. And, and oh, I'm sure. Almost 500 episodes that we've had. Yep. We're a family business, so yeah. uh, it's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So yeah, the the so what what you have instead of having the the different paint colors to paint the the obviously the the grayed out spots are are or your confetti pieces. So you fling those into like holes in the thing that oh my gosh. This is not not going as well as I thought it was going to. Uh, Dad, I'd love to jump in here and yeah, like go ahead. provide some some uh cover for you while you comfort the baby but i haven't played this game so i'm just like trying to if you have any questions feel free to jump in what Um, so really like i'll get into some of the criticisms for it the 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 biggest criticism people had with paper mario sticker star was that they wanted to go back to the more rpg style battle systems which were in the early paper mario games or, or mario rpg which this is like a spiritual successor for um so they 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 added this battle system in to be you know different from sticker star and and color splash uh and i think people liked it a little bit better but it does get a little bit repetitive um i i've i don't know i i would guess i'm probably about halfway through right now uh, i've probably put i wish nintendo counted hours immediately it doesn't count, count hours until 10 10 days after uh, but i probably have 10 to 15 hours into it um, which is, you know, a fair amount. I, I would guess about halfway through the game. But yeah, the, every, most people's biggest complaint was was the combat system. Uh, really, like, if you've played a Paper Mario game before, you know that the humor and, and world building and interesting characters are really the the shining beacons of, of this series. And, and they're definitely there uh, in this game. I'm surprised, based on what you just said, though, I'm a little surprised that people are that upset. Maybe they're not that upset, but you said that that's the biggest complaint about yeah. the combat. It sounded pretty interesting to me. I guess my my question on that is how strategic does it get? Does it get to the point where it almost feels like you're solving a puzzle? It is. I mean, that's essentially what it is. So Paper Mario is a, is a puzzle series. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's the game's bread and butter. And they're adding in this one. They added a little bit more uh, puzzle solving than than in usual, usual, uh, usual things. Okay, and we're back. And once again, apologies for that. Uh, I really thought he would just sleep on me like (laughs) that's what he does like all day. And of course, I start doing something. It's like, I don't know. Stage fright. Well, it might. I don't know. Might be that. But I don't know about uh, your your dog, Corey, but our cat like it won't. It'll ignore us. 
when we're sitting around not doing anything. But the second I get up to work on something on the computer or to start cooking, like she's just bugs me all the time. <laughs> no, Fiona, Fiona pretty much always ignores me. So okay. unless I go to the kitchen, then she'll follow me because she she knows that I'm either going to drop something or she's going to get a treat. Gotcha. So anyway, back to Paper Mario. So, yeah, the, the I, I think I was left off on the confetti thing. Yep. Yeah, so your your thing that you have is your, is your confetti in the game. So uh, it, it fills in holes that get taken out of the, the environment. So that'll block off like certain certain areas. Um, but another cool thing about this game, and it's it's um, right in the in the map part of the screen is it'll it'll keep track of the amount of toads you save in every area. It'll keep track of the amount of question mark boxes that are hidden all over the place uh, in the in the in the game. Uh, it'll keep track of the the bottomless. I think are they called not bottomless holes or something like that. Uh, and then there's like special trophies that you get in, in every in every uh, like level or zone, I guess, is, is a good way to describe them. Uh, so there's that 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 desire to check all those things off the list uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, it. it it's, it's there if you want it. It's, it's you don't there, need to do it. Exactly. It's there if you want it. But but it's one of those games that it's like fun to find that stuff because mm-hmm. the, the, how cleverly they hide everything. Um, so the toads, in a lot of cases, they're like they're like uh, they'll be stuck in like a lamp that you have to hit with your Mario hammer and it'll pop out and you'll find them. Uh, but some of them are folded up into like origami bugs. And, you know, you'll you'll uh, smash some flowers that are laying out to get you. That's how you refill your confetti is you hit trees and confetti will fall or you smash flowers and confetti will fly up into it and you collect it. That's how you refill your, your confetti meter. Very satisfying to smash the flowers and have confetti, uh, have confetti fly out of them. And, uh, yeah, but it's, <laughs> I, I don't know. It, just all those elements fit together so well. And like I said, the, the battle system really seems to be most people's complaint. Uh, with the game and it, it, for me, I could, I could see the point with it, with it getting, getting a bit repetitive. Um, but, but it is, it is a puzzle, you know, it's, it's more of a puzzle anyway than, than the previous, uh, Paper Mario combat systems. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really, really, uh, really liking it so far. I haven't, again, have, I don't really have much to complain about with it. It's, it's charming. The jokes are great. There's a lot of great pop culture references. Um, they they made a joke about uh, Breath of the Wild, which I thought was good, because uh, one of the toads, one of the toads that you find was was climbing like a rock wall. And and it's like, whoo, I thought I had more stamina to get up this to get up this rock wall. Uh, but they're like, I didn't. But at least it's not raining. So <laughs> excuse me. There's there's a lot of a lot of good pop culture references in there. I like uh, that stuff. Yeah. Just like love letters to gamers. Yeah, there, there's a lot of that. Um, the the humor's all on point. You know, there's there's the mix of of the juvenile humor and like the slapstick humor, uh, but there's also jokes that adults will get and kids won't. Nothing nothing dirty or anything like that, but just just stuff that adults will get. That I wish I could think of an example right now, but I can't. Um, but it's all it's all very very tasteful, very well done, very artistic. It's a very nice game to look at. Everything's like paper craft. Everything's made out of cardboard and and pieces of paper and stuff like that, which is a, a kind of a unique Nintendo thing. I yeah. Know, uh, Unravel did the same thing with the with uh, what was his name, Yarny. Um, but Nintendo does this it very was. well with with uh, you know the Yoshi's Woolly World and stuff like that. The the paper craft type stuff. It's really yeah really well done. Um, the bosses in the game are uh, giant 
giant origami animals and um so far i fought it um for the for the bosses i fought the colored uh like a colored pencil box that was a boss and then the other one i fought was a like a rubber band monster so they you know use everyday items as as bosses in the game too which is which i also found interesting so the uh the missile maestro colored pencils yeah, i'm just watching the video in the yeah, chat that's <laughs> the one that's the that's the boss that i fought i don't know i probably shouldn't screw, go ahead i'll back that up a little bit so <laughs> um people. but yeah the, uh, for, uh, if cool. you're looking on the screen that's what the combat looks like so they yeah. rotate around that circle and then you can move them like like vertically and horizontally too in addition to circling the whole thing around yeah it's, it seems it seems like a really cool concept to me um uh, honestly, that by itself is kind of wa- getting me to want to try this game just to see how that works. I, I feel like you're, you're saying that people are calling it repetitive, and I, I do I do see how that could be the case based on what I'm seeing. <clears throat> but if it's the type of thing where this is just like the prototype version of this type of combat, maybe they can maybe they can build on this for something in the future. I also feel like that style of combat really fits in well to a game like this. You yes, know, it does. Uh, and another cool like little thing that you do is so, so one of the one of the primary things that you do in the game is is rescue the toads. And every time you rescue a toad, it goes into your uh, audience when you're having a battle. So you'll see them, you know, all around all the all the different toads, all the different colored toads that you that you rescue uh, line up your your stands, uh, the bleachers for your for your fight. Uh, you'll see as, as it pops up here. There's only a handful now. Um, I've, yeah. I've rescued so many that it's it's looking pretty close to full. It's not full yet, but uh, but they'll also like make, make commentary to your battle uh, when when you're when you're fighting and stuff. They'll they'll have comments. Sometimes helpful, sometimes not. Uh, but you can also you can throw them coins uh, for for helpful bonuses, which is neat. So like I'll, if you throw out like 250 coins, they'll adjust the battlefield a little bit and they'll they'll heal you and they'll do some damage to some of the items. You can also increase the timer, which it's showing right now, because you do have a time limit on, on when you, on what you can, uh, how long you can rotate the, the battle screen. So again, that's another, another thing you have to keep an eye on. Um, I've run out of time a few times, just trying to tweak it so that I could get the, the most optimal, uh, pattern that I could, and you get damage bonuses if you line everything up correctly. So, uh, but yeah, see, he was th- mm. there, right there, they were throwing the money to the toads and, and damaging mm. the enemies and lining them up kind of properly. So, uh, yeah. So I have a couple questions. Um, and you touched on this one a little bit already, saying that this is the spiritual successor to Super Mario RPG. Mm-hmm. And I know us as brothers and this podcast as a whole often talks about Super Mario RPG. Um, yeah, very fondly especially anytime a, a paper Mario game comes out because we just want them to make another super Mario RPG yeah. for anybody that's not familiar. It's a super Nintendo game um, made like almost like a final fantasy game from that era, except with Mario characters. Uh, we absolutely love it. Yeah. it. It's, I think it's been on, it's at least been on one of my lists um, at some point for top 10 favorite games of all time. Yeah, definitely. Um, how, how close are we getting closer to that game? Do you think? I don't think so. I think there there's li- like, there's not any like RPG elements in this. Uh, Mario RPG had simplified RPG elements. Like whenever you would level up, you got to pick whether you wanted your attack power to go up, your hit points to go up or your defense to go up. 
uh, there was equipment. There's equipment in this one, too, actually. I, I don't know if I touched on that, but so you have your standard like boots for jumping on enemies. You have your standard hammer, um, but then you can buy or you can loot out of out of uh, question mark boxes uh, like shiny boots, which will do more damage, but they'll break eventually. So mm-hmm. uh, when you're choosing what what attack you want to use, you could choose your normal boots. You could choose your shiny boots. You could choose your iron boots. You could choose shiny iron. Like there's a bunch of different uh, enemies. Iron boots are for jumping on like spiky enemies that you could you could otherwise get hurt by. Um, so there's there's not really like gear that you upgrade, uh, but you do have those in your arsenal. And you do have to buy them or loot them and, and to, to have into your your attacks. So, um, yeah, I just so yeah, uh, I guess but, what I'm but, but yeah, going back, going back. I don't I don't think I don't think it's getting closer. I think Paper Mario is going to be its own thing. I really hope that they do announce like a Super Mario RPG, too. And we've talked about it and I would love to see it done in the 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 style of Super Mario 3D World. Mm-hmm. You you maintain that like isometric perspective, yep. um, have some plat- light platforming elements in it, but have the the Super Mario RPG the the old battle system. There mm-hmm. is similarities here in the timing of your attacks for you know doing more damage like like you would in Mario RPG. Same thing with blocks. If you time your blocks correctly, you can uh, lighten the damage that you take. Um, so same as Mario RPG. Um, so I, I don't think they're ever going to come out with another Mario RPG. Um, I think this has kind of taken that place, but I would very much like to see it a full on Mario RPG. So yeah, I guess what I'm getting at by asking these types of questions is I just I feel like that like nobody I don't feel like anybody's asking for a new Paper Mario game. Maybe yeah. I'm just not part of the Paper Mario circles, but I, whenever I read reviews for these games too, like the most complimentary thing people say is when they're referencing, you know, how it's similar to Super Mario RPG. Yeah. I, I remember, I think it was Thousand Year Door when that was coming out. Like the thing I kept hearing was, oh, it's 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 close to Super Mario RPG. It, it wasn't, in my opinion, but I feel like that's what the conversation is always about. And I'm wondering, is Nintendo just trying really hard to make Paper Mario work? And that's why they're not giving a Super Mario RPG, too, because I think they've come out and said that Paper Mario is Mario RPG now. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they have. Uh, as for the the fandom, it does have its its fans, um, but not in the same way that other Nintendo properties do. Like this game will sell. Yeah. It'll sell probably eight million copies. Uh, which is a lot, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially for a, a Nintendo full price game. It's actually not a lot of copies for for a Nintendo game, but um, yeah, I mean, people when people talk want a Paper Mario, they want the humor and the interesting characters. Okay, that's, that's definitely still there. Um, but you, like, uh, I remember Jason Schreier writing oh, maybe it's a few months ago, maybe when this game was announced about how much better like Color Splash was than than Sticker Star. A lot of people did not like Sticker Star. Um, that was kind of when I feel like that was kind of when the hate for the the series kind of started. Uh, I, Sticker Star was okay. I don't I don't know that I would say I hated it, um, but I think pay, like Color Splash got thrown under the bus a little bit because it came out late in the Wii U's life cycle. Everyone was kind of done with it at that point. Um, so so I don't think Paper Mario Color Splash got a fair shake at all because mm-hmm. I think it, I think it was better. I think it's a good a good game. Um, and improved upon a lot of elements that that sticker star was lacking in but but yeah. again it was reviled because it was on the wii u I, mean, <laughs> I think it would probably sell a lot of good a lot of copies if it were to come out as a switch port switch yeah for sure i would i would probably buy it again because even though we have it on the wii u it, it's just i would rather play the switch so mm-hmm. 
But yeah, I mean, like it's review scores, it's getting eights. I would say that's probably a good score. I would probably give it an eight, an eight and a half. Um, Does Nintendo make games that don't score an eight or better? Uh, you know, I don't know. Probably. Yeah, I'm sure I, they I, do. I would, I would have to go back and look, but I, I'm I'm sure that that they they do have some stuff that that doesn't score that well. But I think that that's a fair score. Like like you said, you know, yeah. the the the, enter, the entertain the the environments, the 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 characters, the humor are all there. Uh, and and really, I guess what your opinion on the battle system is is going to be the the determining factor on when, whether or not you end up liking the game or not. So. Uh, yeah, that's really hard to talk about. I would guess I'll probably have it beaten by next week. Uh, if I'm about halfway through, that's probably probably about right. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm curious. It's it's a Nintendo game, so right away, I mean, that's that says a lot about the quality. Um, you know, you kind of know what you're getting most of the time with a Nintendo game. You know, it's gonna at least be decent. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I just feel like we have this Mario RPG conversation every time one of these games comes out, and I'm just like, why don't they just make Mario RPG too? And you know, because you guys were asking me what I thought about it, and I'm like, it, like it's 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 a hard game to like be like, oh, you should definitely buy it. Like it's it like yeah. I, I feel I I'd have a hard time saying yes, you should absolutely buy Paper Mario: The Origami King. You know, yeah, as much as I enjoy it, but you know, I, I don't know. And I'm not sure why that is. I, I can't quite figure that out. Um, it's kind of how I felt about our Animal Crossing at the beginning. Like, I wasn't sure why I liked it so much. I'm still kind of not sure why I like Animal Crossing, uh, that I've put 330 hours into it. It's a little chemical in your brain <laughs> I know, called but, dopamine but that you're addicted to. That's another one that I'm like, I, like I can't, I can't say, oh, I can't like wholeheartedly recommend it. Like, I would... Mario Odyssey or, or Breath of the Wild or, or Stardew Valley, I would recommend to absolutely everyone. Like, I just can't do that for for these games. So yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's my piece. Uh, like I said, I very much, very much dig it. I'll I'll have it beaten probably by next week. So um, totally unrelated. Well, it's yeah. kind of related because it's Nintendo. But are, are they doing Mario Rabbids two? I hadn't heard. I would love if they were doing a Mario and Rabbids two. Yeah, speaking of uh, Nintendo experiments, that's probably been one of my favorite. Um, oh, that was that game was great. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I haven't heard um, recently. There's been a like a plethora of game announcements, and it's it's been hard to keep track of because of their because of the lack of E3 and other. I, like I, I'm pretty sure Gamescom is also canceled. I haven't heard, but I'm pretty sure it will be canceled. It, like everything's so scattered. Yeah, it does make me miss E3 for that reason. I could I could really focus on that three to four days on, on those game announcements and you would have everything. But now it's just like there's all of a sudden there'll be event here. Like there was an Xbox event earlier today uh, that I forgot about until the very last minute when it started. I did watch it. So I'll talk a little bit about that during my week. But or, uh, well, that's you bring up a really good point too, Dan, and I don't want to go too deep into this, but like I almost feel like the gaming community and business side like used those big events as benchmarks you know to to talk about their products right and if we don't have them then it's like a little bit of information here a little bit of information there and there's no like uh cohesion between all that news i I feel like that is definitely missing and i think i think that applies to lots of areas of our lives nowadays because of 
um, the global pandemic. I, I feel that at work. There's so many moving parts and there's never like those check in times where like everybody gets back on the same page. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a, that's a good comparison because uh, <clears throat> it, it, you know, my home situation aside, like even if I didn't have all the stuff going on that I have in, in the house, like it's hard to pay attention to game news like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Yeah, and I like to. I like to keep tabs on everything, but it's just it's just so much and so mm-hmm. spread out. And, you know, Ubisoft is having an event. And then a week later, like, you know, uh, EA had an event a couple weeks ago. Like, I, I just can't and there's, keep up with all of it. There's no consistent conversation either. Right. Yeah, like, right. Because the coverage is all over the place. There's yeah. no, you know, what's everybody talking about? There is there is none of that like zeitgeist yeah. feeling no. right now. Absolutely not. Uh, and I, I'm even more a part of the zeitgeist than I have been in the past because of Instagram and all the gaming people I follow in the gaming accounts. And, you know, all of a sudden I'll see everyone's talking about something new. I'll be like, what, what, what is this? And then yeah. I go and I'm like, oh, Ubisoft had an event earlier today that I had no idea. <laughs> no about. idea. Yeah. And then, you know, I'm trying to catch up on it, but it's all it's all like drip fed. You know, I'll see, oh, they announced this game. And then the next day I'll see, oh, they announced DLC for this. You know, like it's just it's a mess. But yeah, that's that. Um, Let's get into Nibble Bits. Uh, I did want to talk about the Xbox event that was that was earlier today. Um, They showed off some some new new stuff. Uh, They showed off some gameplay infinite uh, game gameplay for Halo Infinite. Uh, which actually got me kind of excited for it. It was, it was, uh, it's going to be an open world Halo game. It reminded me of something like, uh, like Mass Effect Andromeda almost. Um, the Master Chief has a little more verticality because he's got like a grappling hook that can pull him up, up ledges and up, up onto platforms and stuff. It looks interesting. I was not excited at, at all about Halo, but I think that's, I don't know if I'm, I'm hyped for it, but I, I will more likely play it now because it's going to be something different, you know? Yeah, I and as someone who only recently has played Halo 5, I got to say like Halo still got it. Um yeah. at least for me, I know it's not as popular as your Call of Duties and your uh, Battlefields, at least I don't think it is, but there's just something about that series that they nail every time. Um it just feels so good. It's like getting back in the saddle and I I played online after I mean, I haven't played Halo online and <laughs> maybe a decade, you know, like a yeah. really long time. I'm sure I have here and there, but, um, and it just felt great. And I did pretty well, which tells me that their matchmaking is working pretty well, uh, for a new I, guy to come in and I have also, a good time. I also have a halo online story that I'll tell during what I play. And I'll tell it now. Cause I'm going to forget. Yeah. Um, shoot. So I, I saw that halo three is now available on PC. So I was like, great. So I downloaded it. It's 96 gigabytes. I'm like, holy crap, that's huge. So I couldn't like when I was all excited to play, I couldn't download it and play it right then. I had to play it the next morning just because of how my my schedule worked. So I fired up, get into a match. Uh, I, I went two for I, I got two kills and I had like 15 deaths. It's like, oh, oh that's my halo. And I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I, it was I was terrible. Um, I had a shotgun kill and then I had I think I had a like a uh um battle rifle kill and that was it mm. and i just got smoked by everybody um but well there's but, probably only two types of people who are playing halo 3 the people who played a ton of it or are still playing halo now 
yeah. you know, who yeah. are just interested in the Halo series. And then the people who played way back in the day who are were good enough to consider booting it up, getting it and booting it up again and playing it all over again. Yeah. Um, but I, I was interestingly like because I I've played, you know, I played almost 200 hours of Fortnite. Uh, I got back into Call of Duty Warzone for a little while uh, and I did so much better on those that I'm, I was trying to figure out like what what's the difference here. Uh, and I read an article when it was when was it the original Halo or maybe Halo Reach came out on PC that someone had played it and they're like, it just doesn't feel as good as you remember. You know, it's it's definitely dated gameplay. Halo mm-hmm. 3 came out like 15 years ago, I think. Um, so like the just the improvement in the mechanics um, from 15 years ago to, to now, even with some updates, like it's just not. It doesn't doesn't hold up quite as well as you might might think it does. And I definitely got that sense. Yeah, uh, it felt floaty, which I never felt like a Halo had played before. Mm, um, interesting. Yeah. So I'm not blaming that. Uh, I'm not blaming that on me sucking. I, ju- I was just. <laughs> um, but yeah, well, I think I think, you know, when you're when you're learning a game like that, at the time it comes out, you, you're you're a victim of the time, right? So you're, you're playing whatever the gameplay is at the time, wherever the gameplay is at, whether that's obviously we're hopefully improving gameplay over time. But, um, if you're playing halo three, when halo three came out, probably felt great. Right. Oh, it's amazing. Whatever jank there happened to be, you kind of learn it as you play and you learn to adjust your timing slightly depending on, and you don't even realize it once you're really good at it. Um, so yeah, trying to probably trying to revisit that after, when did halo 3 come out 2000 i think it was 2005 or 2004 it's 16 years ago i mean yeah <laughs> you've, you've lost that timing that made you really good at that game and you're also aware of how far we've come so it's yeah. just like a double whammy it was it was definitely a different i mean i i played a little bit of halo reach when it came out uh on pc multiplayer and i didn't do as badly in that even as i did halo 3 Jeez. Halo 3 was i just got smoked and i and i deleted it and that was it I'll probably revisit it at some point, but I, I was too embarrassed. Yeah, I'm nervous. I don't want to play that because Halo 3 of like my entire gaming career was probably the game I got most competitive. Well, Rocket League has probably replaced that nowadays, but um, before Rocket League, it was probably the game I would consider myself most competitive yeah. at online. That Halo 3 is the game I got my one and only perfection um, achievement. Oh, yeah. I had like 19 kills and uh, no deaths in a slayer match um i'll never forget that i I think will was either with me or maybe i was i wasn't streaming it why would he be aware of that but yeah i I feel like i had a witness maybe maybe we were playing online together nice but arguably my greatest gaming achievement right there so (laughs) i have a very a very fond memory of halo 3 that i don't want to sully yeah my my Halo Three experience was summed up by uh, I would get out of work, I would go home and play, and I would drink drink beer and just play Halo until I went to sleep. <laughs> it was great because I, I, that was when I first I was I was newly I was my first uh, apartment living. Ah uh, yes, I, I yep. just I would drink beer and play Halo until your like, only responsibility was to wake up the next morning to get to work. work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I miss those days. Yeah, it was fun. Um, but yeah, some other stuff in the, the Microsoft, uh, I don't even remember what it's called. Again, these things all have different names and I, my brain is just not capable of keeping track of that sort of stuff right now. Uh, so they did, they, they did a a bunch of teaser stuff, some gameplay stuff. 
uh psychonauts 2 was was talked about a little bit uh they end they had a fable announcement teaser trailer which is exciting so that that's official now that's been rumored for months it's it's being done by playground uh which is cool um dang it there was some good looking stuff there obsidian had a few games that looked good one was called grounded um which if you've ever wanted to live or play a game that was like honey i shrunk the kids that's it so it's set up in like a like a backyard uh with bugs and you build stuff out of like grass and twigs and uh it looks really cool i can't really explain it because i i don't they didn't get a ton of gameplay but it but it looked pretty cool um there was a skyrim looking game that's set in the another game by obsidian um it's set in the it's a skyrim ish game set in the pillars of eternity universe yeah we had talked about it before i don't know that they had come up with the name of name of it but we knew they were developing that so they showed some game some stuff from that uh that looked cool yeah that Uh, sounds right up my alley yes that looked great um they talked about hellblade 2 it's gonna be set in iceland that looks awesome uh I feel like there was one other big thing that I'm I'm drawing a blank on, but I'm not going to think of it. The right. um the prod, the X Cloud stuff. Yeah, so the X Cloud that's going to be free for Game Pass users. So is that um I haven't really been following it all. Is that literally just like PlayStation Now, like that cloud? Yeah, gaming. Streaming. Yep. Gotcha. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to that because I, I actually have the I have the beta on my phone. I just haven't used it. Um, Is that the one that's also coming to iPhone? It's coming to iPhone. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, mo- any mobile devices. I think you can even I'm hoping they eventually make it so I could like play Xbox games on my Chromebook. That would be ideal. Oh, man, if I could like. I mean, I don't take the train anymore, but let's say hypothetically <laughs> I took the train home from work and was playing Xbox on my phone and then walked in the door and could yeah. just like swipe up to put it on my TV. Yeah. Play that way. That would be awesome. That's that's the Stadia promise. I don't know if it's ever going to get there, but. Someday. Um, yeah. But that, that's all I wanted to talk about for that. Corey, I don't know if you had any nibble bits or anything you wanted to cover. Um, I just saw a couple headlines that I thought were worth talking about. Um. This one's study shows no significant link between video games and youth violent. Um, no kidding. I, I don't know why they keep doing these studies. Yeah, they they have the same result. Um, at, at, we don't need to talk about it at all, but no. we do, we do like to cover this because yeah. it's it's literally been something I, we've been talking about for 450 episodes. So yeah, I did want to comment on that real quick. I don't know if you've seen the meme of uh, the the of the woman screaming at the cat. The video games cause violence and then the cat will be saying whatever. A lot of times it's it's uh, so the the big the big one I've seen the most is um, uh, so it'll be video games cause violence. And then the the cat will be like me. It's a crying cat. Um, It'll be it's like me uh, listening to a it's talking about blathers from Mm -hmm. from from Animal Crossing. Me listening to a a cartoon owl uh, explain science to me because I don't. feel bad or something like that um or i actually i actually made one for for to the moon that was uh you know video games cause violence the angry woman and the cat's like me crying at the end of of to the moon um but that's that's like one of the most prevalent like video games cause violence memes it's it's really good 
Yeah, and I'm pretty sure like one of our early episodes, we did a pretty exhaustive deep dive into violence in video games. So if you're really interested and want to listen to us that 10 years back, ago, that was back when we did research. Yeah. Yeah, because I think at that point I was unemployed. Um, it was like between semesters or something. I, I vaguely remember this specific episode and I remember doing a ton of like hours and hours of research. Yeah. So those were, those were the days. Those were the days. Um, the other one I wanted to talk about, and I'm curious, I haven't really thought about this at all cause I just read it before we, we got online, but I'm curious of, uh, what you think of it, Dan Metacritic implemented a 36 hour delay on user reviews to ensure gamers have time to play. What yeah. do you think? I'm, I actually think it's a good idea. Um, a lot of this is in re, in regards to the Last of Us Two review bombing. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of people immediately when the game went on sale or as soon as you could put uh, zero review because of what they had read about the story online, and not because they had actually even played the game. So, I think it's fair. Yeah, I think it's fair. Do you think this came from Metacritic or do you think it came from publishers like really lobbying for this kind of change? Because I imagine it's there's nothing more frustrating as a game developer or publisher to release a game and have people just give it zeros based on what they've read about it. Yeah, I mean, this it's been a problem for a while. Like Steam always has issues with with games getting review bombed for like a bad update or what have you. So I really think it's probably more it was a Metacritic decision to do that. But I'm sure there was pressure from people for them to to do it. Yeah, uh, because it's really like not fair, uh, for, you know, especially a lot of those people probably didn't play the game and for yeah. to give it a zero like no, a game like The Last of Us does not deserve a zero for review. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, I've watched about half the game, a little bit more than half the game on a on a let's play. There's no reason it should have gotten a zero. What That's like what's reason. people's main beef with it? Uh, p- political oh. reasons, which is oh ridiculous. god, um, yeah. It's like it, it, even if you don't agree with whatever politics, whatever the pol- political issue has to be, like can't you just set that aside and just try to see the art behind what the developers, the writers, you know, whoever, whomever is yeah, trying to I mean, do with the game? Like, aren't you at least curious to see where where yeah, they take it? I don't know. There's there's some crazy stuff going on with that game. I I again, I'm only about halfway through. I think I know some of the stuff that that's going to happen just just predictions that I've made. Um and it's just I don't know. I mean, people take things too seriously. Yeah, especially nowadays. Ugh, it's awful. But yeah, no, I I think I mean, I think that's good. I think waiting a little bit. Cuz really like if you're going to buy a game, um uh, does anyone wait for the the user reviews before they buy a game? Like, don't uh, either buy a game or you. If you're waiting for reviews, you wait for IGN reviews or or whoever your review review yeah. reviewer of choice is. Like, yeah, people can wait on on user reviews. I suggest waiting for Thumbstick Athlete's opinion, but I'm exactly. I'm a little I'm a little biased. <laughs> well, not just that, but we don't play a lot of new stuff that comes out. Nope. We, we gloss over a lot of things, so. Nope. Well, we also say, though, that that kind of factors into our suggestions. Yep. If if we don't think something is worth our money in the moment, like we're not going to buy it and yep. we're going to say that, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. OK, anything else, Corey? No. All right. How was your week or weeks? How, how what have you been? <sighs> oh, my gosh. So much. I don't know. I started gambling on golf thanks to eric um yeah. which uh, honestly like i'm kind of addicted to watching golf now it's, like it's i'm fun. 
Yeah. Um, I never realized it. If if we were doing our Thumbstick Athletes Awards for sports, golf would definitely get my like best rainy day um, uh-huh. sport to watch. Just uh-huh. because there's just something about it. it even the, the broadcasters, like their voices, I, I feel like they specifically choose or train their broadcasters to have like soothing. Yeah. Um, voices that you just you want you want them to continue to talk uh it's it's really pleasant um i've talked about it but it's it's one of those great sports that that you can have on in the background yes and like you don't feel like you're missing something if you tune out for an hour and then you know you 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 whatever go to the bathroom or something you don't feel like you have to rewind and see what happened like you'll just be like okay you start watching it oh that was a great shot and then you go back to doing something else like you know Yep. And because there's so many people out on the course at any given moment, it's always there's always action. There's yeah. never there's not like a timeout. Uh, I mean, if there is, it's always something interesting. Like I watched today, um, Matt Wolf was on the green and there was a beetle under his ball. Oh, really? <laughs> and they spent like a couple minutes just trying to figure out what to do about this beetle, That's funny. Um, which is interesting. You know, it's it, we're close to golf because we worked on a golf course for yeah, many, many years. Um I don't know. It's the appreciation for nature. There's a lot to like about it. Um, but yeah, that's been fun. I just quickly, um, one other thing I wanted to give some love to a couple movies I watched recently. Um, one of them being Ad Astra, which oh, is a, that was the one you were talking, talking to me about, right? Oh my God. So good. Uh, it's like, if you like space and are interested in space, uh, in any way, and are patient because um, I guess the biggest knock against this movie is that it's boring. My fiance agrees with that sentiment, but uh, it's like a near future setting. And I believe it's one of the moons of Jupiter. Maybe it's Neptune. It's Neptune. You know what? Yeah, that's where he goes. Um, Brad Pitt's the main character. He goes to Neptune to find his father who went on an expedition years ago and is has been missing, but they have evidence that he may be alive. So Brad Pitt goes to investigate. But what I really love about the movie is how um, how much time they spend just on him getting from A to B. And he'll like they'll spend several minutes just following him getting into these shuttles. And it's all it feels very real. Like it feels like a real snapshot of what near future space travel is going to be like. Mm -hmm. I like that sort of stuff. Yeah. um, Very stylized. There's like there's this one scene that uh, sticks out in my head where he's like having a very serious conversation and there's just a light like pulsating behind him, mm-hmm. um, which probably is a metaphor for something that I'm not smart enough to figure out. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely an art house type of movie. Um, so you do have to go into it with that in mind to really appreciate it. But highly recommend that at Astra. And then the next day I watched First Man, which is Ryan Gosling portraying Neil Armstrong. Oh, cool first man to walk on the moon there are some awesome scenes in that movie too so obviously his his time on the moon is incredible to watch um they did a great job incorporating some old um footage and voiceover from the radio communication um but my favorite scene in that movie is when they're in the gemini i think it's the gemini um spacecraft like testing launches and shuttles and stuff like that and just to watch him i i'm i'm the way i understand it is it's fairly historically accurate but just to watch him cramped up with another guy in in basically what's a tin can with a rocket strapped to the bottom yeah and just to watch him like go up in space in that thing is it's incredible um again if you appreciate 
the NASA program and, and the history of space exploration, you'll really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, another great movie. And then I just briefly wanted to also say, if you haven't watched The Expanse, you really have to watch The Expanse. I've been watching that. It's another near future um, space exploration TV show. Mm-hmm. People call it Game of Thrones in space. Um, there's a lot of politics going on, a lot of really good writing, good acting, all that kind of stuff. So nice. highly recommend that. Um, but yeah, that's it. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. That's all stuff I would absolutely be interested in. I've got a, uh, like we just settle into the same old stuff we've watched. Like we recently started watching game of Thrones again yeah. because we're, our brains are so tired and because of the new baby, our brains are so tired that we can't, can't yep. focus on a new thing right now. So. I totally get it. Put that on my list. I actually, I make a concerted effort. I was listening to a, a movie podcast years ago, and one of the guys was saying that there's so much incredible TV out there. Why would anybody watch the same thing over again? Mm-hmm. Which I kind of agree with. Um, yeah. But there's a time to watch those old standbys that just make you feel comfortable. Like yeah. The Office for me, I still watch. I'm almost Ooh, done with the series again, office. so. Or uh, me and my wife also watch the, our U- favorite YouTuber, Zach Scott Games, whatever mm-hmm. he's playing. So we've been watching Paper Mario. Like, as we're going to bed, we'll have that on. It's just, you know, just that's what we do. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Uh, for me, what do I have going on? Um, obviously, the baby stuff uh, is is big. That's kind of that's kind of dominated all of my my all of our mental capacity and. Uh, trying to figure out because he's he doesn't sleep well at night, uh, but other than that, he's he's a he's a very good baby. But he um, he needs to be on someone for the most part sleeping. We're trying to get him to sleep in his his uh, pack and play, but it's not not been easy. So we're still in that feeling out process of the times he's going to sleep, times he's going to eat. It's and, and but also trying to not ignore our other four kids, yeah, um, <laughs> who need our time and attention and who eat from the time they wake up until the time <laughs> they go to bed every day. Uh, you guys should just open a restaurant and that way yeah, you're cooking, we, but at least you're very, making money off of yeah, it. Exactly. We very <laughs> easily could. Cause all I do is make food. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're thinking, we're thinking uh, that our, we're going to homeschool like full on homeschool our kids with uh, all the bad, bad re- school reopening stuff that's, that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to actually, my, this is my, <laughs> excuse me, I'm probably going to be taking my new computer upstairs. Uh, we're going to have like our office upstairs in the dining room. Uh, and then I'm going to put my old computer here for the like recording podcasts and stuff. Um, cause it'll like, I've been, I, it, it's, it's kind of isolating to ha- be down here. I can't hear anything that goes on upstairs at all. Right. Yeah, uh, which is good for podcasting. But like when if I want to sit down and play a computer game, like I have sure. to be like, you know, I'm going to isolate myself. So it'll be easier to have it upstairs. Uh, my kids like playing Fortnite so we can be like around everybody. If, you know, me and Max Marl want to play Fortnite or whatever. Uh, and then Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out uh, in like two weeks. So, oh, yeah, I want to be playing that on PC. So I don't want to be nice. down here for 30 or 40 hours, whatever it is. Right. Not playing that. So, uh, quick question. Yeah. Homeschooling. Yeah. Do, how does that work? Does the the federal government send you like a pan, uh, like a 
binder full of what you need to teach for the year? Like, what are the expectations? Is it just they just test the kids to make sure they're I learning what they need to? Still, I, I, it depends on where you are. But in New York State, like they still have to take state tests. OK. Um, and I, th- I believe the school has to approve your you have to submit like curriculum and the school has to approve it. Um, so there's that. Um, but like, you know, my wife is in education, so she has all the inside sources for all right, that stuff. Right, right, right. exactly what what she needs to do. So, um, mm-hmm. but like we're, we're not because <clears throat> we're not sure what's going to happen if, if a lot of places are going like partial in school, partial like remote learning. Right. Um, so we're, we, we may end up doing something like that, but we, we're probably not going to send our kids back to school. My twins have always had breathing issues with, uh, with whenever they get a cold. So uh the the covid thing worries me for them uh and then we have you know a a two-week-old infant too which i know it doesn't affect babies too much but i i i I just worry about being the outlier i've got a good friend actually who's pretty sick with it uh you know who you are so uh hang in there buddy (laughs) Uh, he's gonna be listening to this i don't know if it's gonna be tomorrow but he's gonna listen to it at some point how um how crazy did they go with the contact tracing do you know I'm not sure. Um, I, 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 try not to, I try not to bother him too much. Yeah. Um, cause I, well, he, well, he tries not to die while he tries not to die. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I text him every now and again to just to check up on him. And I try to try to answer, ask him a couple questions about it, uh, when I can without, without bothering, bothering him. So, um, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll find out more cause I'm, yeah. I'm interested in, in all of it. It's just, it's just sure. a fascinating, fascinating thing. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's not doing well with it. It's pretty bad. So it's too bad. We're thinking Uh, about you. Yes, we are. Uh, what else did I want to talk about? Um, oh, our old house, we're going to be selling. It's going to be going on the market in a couple weeks here. Nice nice to get rid of that. It's a good time to sell if you're living in our area because a lot of people are moving up here from New York city. Yeah. Uh, So anything that goes on the market is under contract in a day or two usually. Did you see that article that came out? I forget. Yeah. It was like Bloomberg Business or something like yeah. that. Put out best cities to live in after yep. the pandemic. And there yeah, was like Binghamton, nine. Binghamton was like Binghamton was number like four or five. I'm like, what? Yeah, there were like what? nine upstate New York cities on this list of like 20 cities across the country, I think. Yeah. My Utica was on there as well. I'm like, yeah, no, like I'm trying to buy a house. Stay down there. Let's keep <laughs> yeah, these prices exactly. low. Exactly. Ugh, that's crazy. Yeah. What's uh what's your asking price or don't you have it yet? Uh we don't know yet. We've got we've got a the, the realtor did it did the price it was earlier in the year. But uh, that changes obviously. And like I said with the with the um the way the market is now and how, how yeah. fast everything's selling, which we should be able to get more for it than yeah than before. But yep, it'd be definitely. nice to get ni- nice to get rid of that. Awesome. And then we'll be one step closer to also moving south. Hey, maybe you can convince uh, your parents to buy it, make it an easy inside deal. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. the The problem is, is uh, their house right now is so cheap that yeah, it would, it would undoubtedly, undoubtedly cover. be more. And they probably have to sell no, I mean, in order I mean, to buy. Yeah, exactly. Their their yeah. mortgage is so inexpensive right now. Yep. Um, that. <clears throat> but anyway, uh, do I have anything else? No. Let's get into what Corey. If you have to go anytime. Let me know. I know you said you wanted to go at 1030, but I probably only have 10 or 15 minutes left. Yeah, I don't have much to say about either of the games that I played. So, all right. 
Uh, yeah, sure. let's let's talk about what we played. So we'll start with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, I I beat it probably about a hundred hours. Yay! Um, thank you. I got to the point where I was like, I'm never gonna beat this, so I just kind of mainline the rest of the story. Yeah, uh, I did make sure to kill all the cultists. Um, the final cultist was someone who I actually suspected it it would be. So you did, huh? I did. Yeah. Okay. What well, did you? Um. What was your? Okay. All right. My, never mind. Go reasoning? on. No, no, no. Go ahead. I was oh. going to ask a question that would be a spoiler. So okay, well, just my reasoning was you're only introduced to so many characters. Uh... I was like, you start to run out of characters who it could be. Uh, so it was. It was I didn't a even think of that process of deduction that I that I. I guessed who it was and it did end up being I'd kind of forgot about the character that it was Yeah, it's not not really a major character um, only someone you interact interact with a few times um, but I did guess who it was but I, I also I also blew the ending I don't know if you did Corey um no I don't think I did okay uh it I, I I didn't I haven't looked at like what the right ending is I think I did everything right though okay uh we should we got to do a spoiler episode <laughs> we do for this game because uh, will would be, would would probably want to be on to talk about everything we, yeah we should, you're absolutely right we should do a spoiler spoiler cast episode for it um uh, but yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed that game like 100 hours went by in a snap um, i it was, um it was just because i got to the point where i'm like if i keep doing all this random side quests i'm gonna end up spending 150 hours and i i want to play something different and that's yep. that's just where i was <clears throat> I really want you to play the Atlantis DLC, though, Dan. Okay. Um, it's special. Yeah, I've heard good things. Yeah, it's not even that it's like really a really like well-crafted game. It's just so much fun or expansion. I sh- what do they call it now? Nowadays, DLC. Yeah, expansion um, pack. Oh, no, it's not expansion. Yeah, whatever. whatever. I don't know whatever they want to call it, but um, it's just really fun to take that character that you spent so long with so much time with in the world of ancient greece and then take them to this like mythical world um and just basically turn the volume up to 11 type of thing it's it's a lot of fun nice okay um so that's Assassin's creed odyssey uh cory did you have any other games you want to talk about uh just briefly ghost of tsushima um i did say that i would talk about it i i probably only played like three hours at this point i did not like it when i first played it the first hour or so i was just kind of scratching my head i'm like i don't get why this game was made um everything was fine like there wasn't anything offensive about it but it's just like the combat wasn't at when i first started playing the combat wasn't good enough for me to choose to play that over like a Sekiro, um, which is a similar type of sort of similar, I guess, uh, type of combat and setting. Um, and then the like open world stuff. I also was not really into, I thought like games like Assassin's Creed did it way better. Uh, but now as I start to uncover more of the game systems and realize, okay, combat is actually way more in depth than they made it seem at the beginning of the game. Um, I'm starting to appreciate it a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I think I still have a lot more to uncover. That's why I wasn't really comfortable talking about it this week because I, there's still systems I haven't even seen yet. So mm-hmm. I want to, Will also hasn't played that much yet. Yeah, I want to get my head wrapped around all that stuff before I have a form a strong opinion about the game. But after playing it a couple more hours after that initial day, um, I am starting to like it a lot more. So 
there's some good thing. It's a very serious game. Uh, if you're looking for the humor um, and sort of like self-reflexive jokes that you mentioned were part of the Mario game, Dan, but are in games like Assassin's Creed and stuff yeah. like that, you're not going to get any of that stuff. It's a very, very serious telling of, I, I don't even know if it's a true story, but the Mongolians, Mongols invade Japan. Um, and you're just fighting back. It does have very similar elements to the modern Assassin's Creed games where you're going in, there's sacking forts, there's objectives there, kill the leader, take the treasure, that kind of stuff. Uh, but people get offended if you say it's similar to Assassin's Creed. So I, I don't, I say that lightly. Uh-huh. Um, really? Yeah, I saw people getting really upset about that. Oh, geez. Yeah, just in comment threads and stuff like that. Oh, okay, then you could say it's like Shadow of Mordor. There you go. I, which I have said, yeah. Um, yep, definitely. <laughs> no, no one's going to get offended about that. <laughs> no, those are great games, too. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. I People just get upset for no reason. But yeah, um, yeah I think it's I think it's great. It's, it's also a very poetic game. One of my favorite parts is coming up with haikus. You just find a spot. You go to this spot, and you look around at the nature around you, and you have, uh, if you're familiar with a haiku at all, there are three lines. And for every line of your haiku, you have three options of what you want to say. So you're crafting your own haiku by picking different elements of the scenery around you. And then once you do your haiku, it becomes a headband, and you can wear the headband for the haiku you just came up with. Oh, that's neat. That's a nice little little thing. Yeah, that haiku you came up with persists. And it'll give you a prompt. It'll say, reflect on death. And then you come up with a haiku based on your feelings about death and the scenery around you. So nice little touches like that that make it a unique a unique game nice um i also played a little bit of persona but i have so few thoughts on persona i almost don't want to say anything because i know will uh is very passionate about that game so mm-hmm. i'm going to give that another another try before i really say anything about it but uh i will say that i am enjoying it what i've played so far it's just different enough that it's unlike anything i've i've played and i'm i'm curious more than anything right now yeah, even the way the menus are laid out, like it's yep. just so much different than anything I've ever seen. Yep. Okay. Anything else, Corey? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, so the only other thing I played that that was different was um, Plague Tale Innocence. Oh yeah. And again, like I don't, I can't even figure out what, why that was my choice, but that was just my choice. Um, I don't know if there's something floating around in my subconscious that was like, hey, now's the time to play Plague Tale Innocence. Yeah, but it's a bit it's a very, very highly regarded game. So I think that might have been part of it, too. Um, but so far, I've I really, really like it. And I didn't even know what it was about, but it's it's <clears throat> or, or how the game worked at all. Uh, so basically, it's a it's a like a third person stealth like horror game, I guess. And you play as a, a noble, a noble girl. I think she's a teenager, maybe. And at the beginning of the game, her family gets murdered by uh, con- in- not conquistadors, inquisitors, by the Inquisition. They get murdered by the Inquisition, uh, and you're lucky enough to escape with your younger brother out of out of your your family estate, uh, and you're you're kind of on the lamb for at least the the part of the game that I've played so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is probably about half of it. It's not a very long game. I think it's like ten to fifteen hours. Um, so it's a nice, nice contrite experience. Can you um, correct my assumption of what this game is? I, whenever I see it or think about it, I just think it's another walking simulator. 
No, it's not a walking simulator. You know what it reminds me of, though? It reminds me a lot of The Last of Us. Okay. It's got kind of that because so so it's you, your character, and then you're, you know, you're you're you've got your little brother who tags along who will help you a little bit, but mostly it's you trying to keep him out of danger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, like, you know, as you're as you're sneaking through, at least at the beginning of the game, you don't have a lot of weapons. So, you, uh, you know, you gather some rocks and you try to distract soldiers to, like, move on to the next area while also staying hidden. I've gotten to the point where I can I can like actually attack and, and kill people, mm-hmm. uh, which is good. Uh, but yeah, you'll be sne- sneaking through an area, uh, you know, you distract, you send your brother to go like go through a, a window and open a door for you to for you to go into. Um, but there's also like a supernatural element to it because it's during the bu- bubonic bubonic plague. Uh, and there's areas where you're surrounded by like these vicious, like demonic looking rats that you they can't go in 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 the light so light scares them away so a lot of the the puzzle elements of the game are you trying to figure out how to how to light your path to get from one area to the next uh so you don't get attacked by the by these rats okay uh, you can also in in parts use the rats to your advantage so if you're you know soldiers are walking around they're carrying a lantern your character has a sling to you know fling stones at their lantern you blow up their lantern and the rats will attack and kill the person okay so, yeah, I figured there had to be more to it than <clears throat> it just being a walking simula- simulator, considering the praise it gets. So yeah, there. I mean, there's th- at the beginning, it's mostly you just like I said, just running on the lamb, running, hiding. Um, but I've gotten to the point where I've gotten a few more things. Like I've gotten uh, something that because like it's focused on alchemy, mm-hmm. so some of the stuff you make, like because your your character's weapon is a, a slang. Uh, her name is Amicia, um, uh, and the, her little brother's name is Hugo. And um, it's—I uh, think it takes place in—it's in France, I believe, is where it, where it takes place. Uh, but the English are are invading. I don't know if they're invading and are the Inquisitors, or if the the Inquisitors and the English are two separate forces. Either way, you've come across English, you come across Inquisitors. And uh, so, yeah, the alchemy is kind of like the, the focus there. So I, I learned a recipe where I make something. Uh, it's like a it's almost like a smoke bomb. And you can sneak up behind people and you crush it in their face. And that'll make the I don't know if it makes them pass out or if it kills them. Yeah. Um, you can obviously fire your sling with rocks. But if the soldier's wearing a helmet, you got to knock the helmet off first. Mm-hmm. And you can hit them in the head. Um, there's things that that like ignite like burning embers to, uh, to make fire you know erupt out of it uh to keep keep uh the bad guys at bay but cool yeah it's uh and it's another game that i couldn't really figure out what i liked about it right off the bat but it's it's really like it's really intense trying to uh, protect yourself and your brother and then you have a few other traveling companions uh with you that help you uh in various ways throughout the game and just trying to keep everybody safe from from either all the soldiers that you're coming up against as essentially kids mm-hmm. um, is, is, is very tense and very, very interesting. And then, and then the, the sh- shadowy rat forces or whatever, whatever's <laughs> going on there. I haven't figured that out yet, uh, but it has something to do with some ancient evil or something. It's, it's pretty cool. Neat. Yeah. I, I've been really impressed with the game so far. It's very, very nice graphically. Um, yeah. It's, it's a good time. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I should say too, um, and I complain about controller aiming, but it's very lock on friendly. So you only have to I get like it kind of close and it'll lock on to the enemy's head 
Yeah. Or, or if you're trying to sling like a rope that you're trying to break to lower something or whatever, it's it's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I cannot aim for crap with the controller without motion controls. So, yeah, good game, great game. Um, I'm hoping I should probably have that beat in the next night or two. Uh, I'm up late at night with my my newborn who doesn't like to sleep. So it's short uh, too, right? It's yeah, ten to, between ten and fifteen hours. So uh, it's on Game Pass. So if you're interested in all, I would definitely suggest trying it. Uh, it's it's quite good. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. I just got my my party and I just got to like a in a really old, almost seems like a mythical castle that we kind of reclaimed. So I'm really interested to see where that where it's going from there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It's 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 good 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 times though. Uh, and that's all I played, I think. So let's see if we, real quick if we have any feedback. Um, I actually haven't checked in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, we did get feedback from Tate. Yeah, Tate. Tate says, sup, fellas, hope you are all doing well. Wanted to once again wish you congratulations, Dan and Val, on your new little one. He looks like a little stud. Uh, as you already know, I will be joining the boy dad gang. Can't wait. Yeah, uh, Tate posted on Instagram the the gender reveal he's having. Him and his wife are having a boy, so congrats to you guys. Congrats. That's awesome. Uh, my gaming has hit a weird streak lately where I just can't seem to get into anything for longer than a day. I downloaded like 10 games on Xbox Game Pass, and we tried them for about... A day, then deleted them. I tried Final Fantasy 15, State of Decay 2, Subnautica, which I actually really enjoyed, but then got busy and lost interest, which is sad. Elder Scrolls Online and and uh, evening and went and started a new Skyrim playthrough, which I got bored after an, of, after an hour. So I've got back to my roots and I've been playing uh, more NCAA 14 again, which I'm already bored <laughs> of. It's a struggle right now, guys. But the Xbox show today got my juices flowing again. I was stoked for Halo Infinite and a new Fable game. So stoked! I hope it ha- I hope it happens, and I hope it's amazing. Uh, anyways, I hope you were all well. Taterade out. All right. I think um, I think Tate's at that age, right? Where like, where uh, I don't want to say like you start falling out of love with games, but like your life starts to take over a little bit more. Yeah, and it changes how you play games, and it changes how you play. Maybe that's uh, maybe that's what he's experiencing. I don't know. I um. Did we do a whole episode on gaming funks? Yeah, I think we. I know we've talked about gaming funks. I'm, I'm sure we did an episode on it. Talk a lot about it, maybe. Yeah. yeah. To get out of a gaming funk or whatever. Yeah. Um. And I wish I could remember any one of those suggestions that we've talked about, but I can't. Um. I will say, like, I've also been in that boat, and that's why I just keep going. I've I've tried little things here and there, but I just keep going back to Assassin's Creed because. I'm familiar with it and it's easy and it gets my mind off everything else. Um, I don't know. What do you usually do for, if you're in a gaming funk, Dan? Um, well, it, it's hard cause I haven't experienced funks as much as you guys. I don't think. Yeah. Um, but a lot, like a lot of it is I'll just start playing something new and which, you know, he, he kind of did with, with game pass. Uh, and a lot of times you have to experiment. Hey, I'm going to throw out, try, try plague tale. Um, it might, it might be something you, you like, um, I really, really dig it. And again, it's not too long too. So you could probably play it in a couple, couple days. Um, but yeah, like, like you guys, I also tend to fall back on, like, if I get into a gaming funk, I'll just start playing breath of the wild again. You know? Yeah. And I, I'll play that for, you know, 
a week or whatever, and then I'll be out of my gaming funk. Yeah. Well, what I've noticed, what it is with me is a lot of times I just don't have the patience to learn a new set of systems. Yeah. Um, And that patience isn't, you can't force that, you know, it just kind of needs to, you need to be ready for it. So if you're trying out a new game and you're not willing to be patient to learn the new systems and like really figure out what the game is about, it's really hard to get into. Yeah. So a lot of times when that happens too, you'll play something easy or something, you know, you know? Yeah. Yep. So we should come up with a list of games that require like that. The the barrier to entry is super low. Yeah. Um, A lot of those indie games that came out in the 2010s, I think would be great options. Yeah. Um, We don't see as many of those anymore, but I'm thinking like FTL, don't starve. FTL, Yeah. Uh, Fez. uh, Stardew Valley is another one that when I'm not feeling like playing anything else, I'll start playing Stardew Valley again. Yeah. So. Um, But again, you know, my my gaming habits have also kind of changed because of of having kids, you know, so we play stuff with our kids, uh, be that Fortnite or Mario Kart or Smash Brothers or um, Mario Party. So that's that's also something to take into account. Yeah, Tate Tate was because he I I think I messaged him on his his Instagram and he's like, yeah, I'm going to have a have have a gaming buddy before too long Uh, (laughs) because playing video games with your kids is a blast. So I bet, <laughs> uh, especially especially the competitive games like when when me, Max Marla won won our Fortnite matches, all the adrenaline. Holy crap. <laughs> and that's such like a celebratory moment that I'm sure yeah. they'll remember their whole lives, you oh, know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, fun. And, you know, my daughter even now is to the point where she can get eliminations. So awesome. Yeah. Nice. All right. the, uh, the future employees of uh, rated G games and or thumbstick athletes. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully both. Um, so Tate, you are the winner of the game giveaway. I'm however going to do that offline only because um, it's getting to be late and my brain is, has ceased to function. Uh, so I'll, I'll send you your list of games. I've actually got to get it caught up and I know I say that, but with my computer being upstairs, it'll be easier to just sit down at it for a few minutes here and there. Uh, and, and get caught up on that stuff. So. What do you think is a good way to uh, reinvigorate our list of games? Do you think it's just going back to subscribing to the Humble Monthly? And I mean, I'm I'm willing to do that, and I'll just cherry pick the games I might want to play. But There's, I don't know. I mean, is there a better option out there nowadays? No, I don't think so. I, I really like there. There, it's not the amount. It's just we have to cut it down to like 100 instead of 150 or whatever it is. Now. Yeah. Because um, there's still maybe a, a lot of stuff on there maybe eliminate the crap that nobody ever would ever want. Yeah. There's a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. It's even, even like one to 50, like that's a lot of games. So yeah. Um, I, yeah, I know, I know I've gotten behind on that, but I will try my best to get caught up. So, uh, next week's episode is probably going to be ghost of Tsushima, but if we need more time, we need more time. So we'll have something else for next week. We could possibly do well. Yeah, we could possibly do the Assassin's Creed spoiler cast or Assassin's Creed Odyssey spoiler cast. But yeah, we will see because um, I know Tito's ready to do Ghost of Tsushima. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else, Corey? No. Okay. It's good to be on again. Yeah, it's good to have you on. Um, it's good to do a normal episode, too. So I did last week's was the mid-year recap. So it feels like we didn't have an episode. 
because it yeah. wasn't normal, you know? So Yeah. yeah. Alright, that'll do it for episode 465 of the Company Gathering Podcast. I'm Corey. Thank you for listening and get out of my basement.